0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Therapeutic Approach to Growth with your host, Brooke Wagner. Each week, this program will focus on interests and expertise pertaining to special needs individuals and their families. We'll help you open up and connect while sharing powerful information. Now, here is Brooke Wagner.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Therapeutic Approach to Growth. I am host, Brooke Wagner, and our goal of the show is to offer support, resources, and most importantly, hope to the special needs community. And today, I have with me clinical nutritionists. Certified GAPS Practitioner and Co-Founder of Bonafide Provisions, Sharon Brown. And we will be learning more about the gut, how changes in nutrition can have a significant and positive impact on it, and how nutrition is linked to overall brain health. So welcome, Sharon.
2: Thank you, Brooke. So happy to be with you and your, your friends out there.
1: I'm very excited and um, just so looking forward to learning from our discussion today and and know that um, what we talk about is going to help a lot of families out there and listeners out there. And um, I'd love to start off with just sharing, having you share a little bit about your background um, and how you decided to get into the field of nutrition.
2: Sure, I'd love to. Um, So we have three children and... Uh, So I have one who's almost 21, one who's almost 17, and one who will be 14. I have one in college, high school, and junior high. I don't know why we did that, but I do not recommend that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when our second uh, son was born, he, at about six and a half months old, developed chronic sinus infections. And I was, you know, a young mom. I really didn't know about holistic alternative therapies, and I simply just, took him to the pediatrician and listened to what the pediatrician told us to do. And so um, they suggested that we put him on a round of antibiotics and we did that. And unfortunately we continued to do that for about six years. Um, this little guy was just a mess all the time with chronic sinus infections, ear inspections. He had breathing issues. So we had him on albuterol. We had him on steroids. By the time he was in first grade, he was on about 24 rounds of antibiotics and when I had gone like a back to school night, the teacher said that she was noticing that my son Blake was starting to have some attention issues and that, you know, we may be needing to prepare to go down the road of having ADD or ADHD. And that was just enough for me. I just thought there's got to be something different than, than what I'm doing here. And then I thought, of course, he's, you know, a mess and can't concentrate. He's, full of medication and he, you know he's just a disaster all the time with his with his colds and his sinus infections. So I started to do some research and I came upon the idea of taking a real food approach. And I thought we were a pretty healthy family and my friends would say that we were a healthy family, but I um I had come upon the research of using things like fermented foods. Um, absolutely no boxed foods, so everything needed, needed to either be fresh or frozen, um, lots of home-cooked foods, uh, lots of bone broth, making my own yogurt, and so I started to do that with Blake and loaded him up with just foods that I was making, nothing from the pantry, um, and lots of bone broth, and three months went by, six months went by, a year went by. He's now 17. He's never had a sinus infection since that time and never been on an antibiotic. Um, And so as a mom, I kind of wanted to shout from the rooftops and tell every other mom that I saw on the park and walking down the street and in the grocery store, you know, what I had found. And so I started to just work with my friends and they would ask me all of these questions and I was helping them. And I thought, you know, I think I need to get some education behind me in this. So I went back to school and I became a clinical nutritionist, a nutritional therapist, and then ultimately a GAPS practitioner. And I opened my own um, practice in Del Mar, and I started to work with thousands of people all across the country, healing their families and helping them with with chronic issues. And that's how it all started from one you know one mom on a mission.
1: Hmm. Wow, and it's a beautiful story. You just don't know where life is going to lead you. And, you know, it's just it's amazing how that experience, you know, developed into all the amazing things you're doing today. And I'm excited to talk more about those things. So um, it'd be wonderful to hear about the types of diagnoses and illnesses your clients commonly come to you for.
2: Sure. So I, I would say that the, the main part of my practice is gut and intestinal healing. And that means a variety of different um, uh, ailments that people are suffering from. Because as you know, uh, 85% of your immune system resides in your gut. So when you fix the gut, oftentimes the body responds and starts to kind of fall back into this place of homeostasis. So the, The main people that would come to me uh, are people that that had that understanding of needing to heal the gut, and and so that meant any gastrointestinal issue that you can imagine, so um, Crohn's disease, IBS, leaky gut, um, celiac disease, Crohn's disease, and then moving onward, diverticulitis, and then all of the autoimmune issues that that we're seeing. So whether it be um, a a thyroid disease, hypo or hyperthyroid, um, and many of the uh, autoimmune diseases. And then, of course, I worked with a lot of children um, with autism because of uh, the GAPS diet. Um, So really, Mm -hmm. it's kind of across the board. I mean, I even would work with women with hormone issues, um, things with trying to um, regulate their hormone cycle and helping them walk through, uh, uh, you know, any hormonal issue that they're having, things like menopause and those types of things. So really kind of across the board.
1: Okay. That's wonderful. It's just a broad spectrum of areas that really need um, healthy nutrition and how important that is, you know, to really heal the gut. Um, So I'd love, you mentioned GAPS and um, I want to make sure we spend a good amount of time on the GAPS diet. Um, I don't know if everybody's familiar with that is and what it stands for. So let's uh, spend some time talking about what it stands for and who it is beneficial for.
2: Okay, great. So what GAPS stands for, it's an acronym for Gut and Psychology Syndrome. And Gut and Psychology Syndrome is actually a book that was written by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. Um, She's a neurologist, and the Reader's Digest version is that she healed her son of autism using the GAPS protocol. Um, that she came up with. And the idea behind GAPS is that there is a direct correlation between the gut and the brain. And the two systems are like Siamese twins, so that whatever is going into the gut is affecting the brain, and whatever Mm -hmm. is happening in the brain is affecting the gut. And they are forever in constant communication via something called your enteric nervous system. So the way that I like to explain it, because it can get a little bit complicated, and I just like to speak, you know, from layman's terms, because that's how I understand things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of science behind it, and it's wonderful. Um, but basically, the idea is that it, it, think about somebody who has to go up and speak in front of a room of 2,000 people. Most people don't like to... To do that. And just the thought of having to go and stand up in front of a room of a couple thousand people will actually kind of give you butterflies. And we all know mm-hmm. what that feeling feels like. So, so you understand now that just by what you're thinking in your brain mm-hmm. is affecting your gut. Same mm-hmm. scenario. Whatever is putting, you are putting in your gut is affecting your brain. And the idea behind gaps is that there's something that, you know, we refer to it called leaky gut. And what it is allowing is the food that's going into the gut is actually becoming a source of toxicity to the brain uh, mm-hmm. for those who have some type of leaky gut. And most Americans do have some type of leaky gut. So it's not just... Um, you know, children who have autism or ADD or ADHD or who are on the spectrum. Um, most people do have leaky gut in, in America, A, because of the hormones that we put on in our meats, B, because of the pesticides, and three, because of the, um, the pharmaceuticals we're giving. So, for instance, my son, Blake, mm-hmm. we knew he had major leaky gut because of all the medications that he had been put on. So the idea mm-hmm. behind GAPS is that it heals your gut, and when you heal your gut, then, as I said, the rest of the body responds and kind of goes into this state of homeostasis, and then mm-hmm. what happens with your brain is that your brain starts to heal as well, because the food is no longer a source of toxicity, but mm-hmm. a source of nourishment for, for your body. So that's Mm -hmm. really kind of the layman's term. There's a lot of science behind it, and Dr. Natasha Campbell-McBride does an amazing job of going through all the scientific scientific, um, facts behind GAPS. So all those science lovers love that part of the book. Others breeze right through it because they don't care, and they just want to get to the protocol. (laughs)
1: Mm Okay, that makes a lot of sense and I know in the, being in the field, you know, we all often hear that term of that, you know, the kind of inflammation in the brain and it sounds like it's all very connected. And so if there's that, you know, imbalance in the gut, it's going to cause that inflammation in the brain and that's going to make it harder to learn and be available for growth and and that's, you know, part of the reason why it's so important to have this discussion so we can, you know, encourage, you know, our families, especially with children on the spectrum to look into this as a potential support to their child. Absolutely
2: so necessary because as I said, what happens is, is the toxicity will pass the blood brain barrier. And when that Mm -hmm. happens, you know, think of, um, yourself when you've been terribly ill, maybe having a horrible flu and you, you know, you can't even think about how you feel or you're trying to express yourself. Oftentimes that's What's happening with these children? You know, their, their, um, food is just a source of toxicity and they're just little toxic messes.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
2: and so we, what happens with gaps is that you really have what I call a, a cleaning up of the body and you're able to clean not only the gut but the brain as well. And, you know, often, I talk to people who haven't even really attempted gaps, but maybe many of your listeners say they've gotten rid of gluten. And I'm talking, you know, really getting rid of gluten because it's important for your um, listeners to understand that gluten can stay in the body for up to three months. Um, Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes I have clients that would come in to me and they would say, well, we've gone gluten-free, but we allow them to have gluten on Saturdays just a little bit. And unfortunately, I, w- I would have to say you haven't gone gluten free because every Saturday you are um, you are exposing them to gluten, which will stay in the body for three months. So, for that was just a little side note. But for for mm-hmm. those who have truly given up gluten with their children, they've mm-hmm. seen huge, significant strides in just doing that. And so you see the effect mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. eliminating something out of the diet and the, the, the effect that it can have on, on the brain.
1: Mhm-, absolutely, and I know uh speaking from my own experience and and when I saw you about my daughter um she had a very similar uh experience with antibiotics and she was get having chronic um inflammation or chronic um congestion and um for seven months and uh, we made that major shift of you know completely taking gluten out and i i I think it was you know her her congestion went away within two weeks it was. Actually, pretty miraculous. Um, after you know making that shift and, and taking her you know to a craniosacral therapist, and between you and the craniosacral therapist, she was completely healed. And she had had thirty days of antibiotics with no results. So I'm a, com- a complete believer hmm. as well. Um, I know I've seen it firsthand how amazing it can really be if if that's the problem. If that's the true problem. Hmm. So. Yes,
2: that's so exciting, Brooke. And you know, I one of the things that I think I shared with you is is it's what what we have to understand as a society is gluten may be a, a new word to many of us, but gluten is not new. So gluten has always been a part of, say, a wheat product. The problem is that the amount of gluten that are that's in our wheat um, has has increased substantially. And um, not only is it in, say, our wheat products, but it gives products a wonderful shelf life. So, you know, mm-hmm. fifty years ago the the body was consuming very little gluten. And today because there's gluten in soy sauce and ketchup and crackers and all of the things that people eat, um What happens is your body goes into kind of a gluten toxicity. And our body was never created to be able to tolerate that much gluten, as much gluten as in our, is in our foods today. So, you know, oftentimes we roll our eyes when we hear, oh, you know, here we go with the gluten thing. You know, it's like this new Mm -hmm. trend and it really is not a new trend. It's, it's, it, gluten's always been here. The problem is, how much gluten we're consuming nowadays. And then once you do have a problem with it, you've got to eliminate it to be able to see the results, just like you did.
1: Hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's just, you know, it got us to that point of desperation where we were willing to try anything. and And it was, you know, what ended up happening is we ended up, Getting her on such a healthy diet at two, um, or she was younger than two, um, I guess she was just one at the time. Um, but she ended up eating all of those whole foods that you had recommended, and so instead of you know ordering the quesadillas and the grilled cheese off the kids menu, we would you know just custom order all of her um, her meals, and she ended up mm-hmm. really enjoying healthy food. And so it was just a, a wonderful blessing to to see that you know young children. Um, you know can have a wide variety of foods that they eat it 's just a matter of exposing and and sticking to the plan so yes that 's a great point
2: you 're right they can they can do it and you know you 're going to deal with picky eaters i that 's one of the big questions if you go on any of the gaps forums you know what do I do with a p- picky eater and what I suggest is if you have a really picky eater which by the way, most autistic children are very picky eaters. They they mm-hmm. typically will eat, you know, five things. So I've worked with, you know, uh, autistic children who were sixteen years old, and they ate five things for the last mm-hmm. ten years, and those are the mm-hmm. only five things that they would eat. They, and uh, so when you're dealing with people who are picky eaters, you really need to work with a GAPS practitioner. Find one, go on to the GAPS.me website, you'll find a practitioner in your area, and you really need to do the full GAPS, not just the, the small, you know, the smaller version of GAPS, but the full GAPS, and the practitioner will know what you're talking about, and when you do that, um, you can really turn this picky eater into an amazing eater. It's going to take a lot of willpower from mom, Mm-hmm. having a practitioner walk you through that process, but I'll never forget what Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride taught us um, in her her class when we became GAPS practitioners. Um, she said, a child will not innately starve themselves. Eventually, mm-hmm. they're going to eat what you put in front of them. Um, mm-hmm. So eliminating all of the choices, eventually they're going to eat. And so it, what happens is the parent's will has to be become stronger than the child. And that's not an easy thing to do. um, But when you have a practitioner walking you through the process, it becomes easier.
1: Absolutely. And I know I've seen that firsthand with some of my clients that have Um, received your guidance and support and, you know, are continuing and and to maintain that lifestyle of being on the GAPS diet and, and loving, you know, baking and trying new things and trying new recipes and, you know, now have just internalized it. So it's, it can become a beautiful thing um, and a a thing that they connect about, but it does take a lot of work and it's definitely not easy. And, um, but I do want to make sure we go through what uh, the typical GAPS protocol is. Um, We're going to take a quick break and then when we come back, let's touch on um, what that looks like for families.
2: Sounds great.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. At Therapeutic Approach to Growth, we offer comprehensive and holistic supports to individuals with developmental and acquired disabilities. Our programs include parent education and guidance, speech therapy, occupational therapy, educational and behavioral support, and counseling. We assume competence and believe in treating the entire family system. We offer both in-person and long-distance services. We support our clients in any environment, from home to school and beyond. Mention this show for a free consultation. To learn more, you can reach us at TagForGrowth.com. Therapeutic approach to growth.
1: We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show & Tell with host Shelly Hancock. We'll bring you the top-rated skincare products and treatments Tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers will motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and
2: anxiety expert, Sandra Reisch. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with.
0: Are listening to Therapeutic Approach to Growth? To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also reach Brooke Wagner via email to wagner at tagforgrowth.com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. I'm host, Brooke Wagner here. And today I have with me clinical nutritionist, certified GAPS practitioner and co-founder of Bonafide Provisions, Sharon Brown. And we are talking about the gut and how changes in nutrition can have a significant and positive impact on it and how nutrition is linked to overall brain health. So uh, right before the break, the break, we were talking about um, the GAPS diet. And I want to make sure that we have some time talking about the protocol. So let's, let's delve into what that looks like for families.
2: Okay, great. Um, So for those of you that are Googling GAPS right now, and um, you're overwhelmed by it, (laughs) you don't have to be. Um, I, I always suggest doing full GAPS. I think it's Even though it looks like it's the more overwhelming way to go about it, in the end, I believe it's the easier route because you eliminate everything from the beginning. You don't have to go backwards and kind of guess what, you know, the child is or the person is um, having some type of reaction to. So I always suggest the full GAPS protocol and basically... um, you know, in a nutshell, again, I'm giving you things in a nutshell because, you know, it's a pretty extensive protocol. But in a nutshell, you're going to be feeding your child um, a lot of broth, a lot of meats, vegetables. You're not going to be doing fruit from the beginning. And that's pretty much going to be their, their mainstay for the first um, you know, one to two weeks, depending on the practitioner and what they, they decide to have you do. Um, and then what you, so basically what you're doing is you're eliminating all foods except for um, for the GAPS foods that are allowed at this particular stage. And then you increase the foods based on the person's reactions to their, their current stage with GAPS. And as you move along, you continue to add new foods in until where you finally end up where you are in the full gaps and you're able to kind of see how your body does by adding in um, the final versions of the gaps approved foods. So things like um, dairy and cheeses towards the end. But in the beginning, it's, it's elimination. It's an elimination diet and you're really eliminating everything and going through the stages. So picture when you read the gaps book, one of the things that I want to share with the listeners or anybody who's looking into the GAPS protocol is that the book was written um, quite a while ago. And when Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride wrote the book, there were very little resources um, uh, where you could purchase the foods that she is suggesting in the book. For instance, fermented vegetables or fermented sauerkraut, um, yogurt, um, that um, she, she would call, refer to homemade yogurt. Um, you really, when, you know, 10 years ago, you would have to make all of these things on your own, which really became overwhelming for so many moms. And nowadays, um, there are amazing products that are on the the market, in farmer's markets, homemade yogurt, um, um Things like uh, fermented sauerkrauts and those type of things—all um, of those products um, oftentimes can be found in in a natural channel grocery store, and that helps uh, ease the <laughs> the transition into to gaps. But again, the idea is that you're eliminating everything from the beginning. Kind of starting from a blank slate, walking your child through the steps of gaps, and she outlines them very clearly on her website and in her book, um, and uh, walking the child through that process to heal the gut.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. And I know I've had um, several clients that have walked through that process with your support, and what I love about it is that as they begin to introduce new things, the parents can really monitor any changes and and really have make an informed decision on whether or not that addition was a positive or a negative for their system. Um,
2: Great point, Brooke.
1: And, I, you know, that's what I love about gaps is
2: because you eliminate everything from the beginning. You don't um, start where the child is now and then you start kind of moving backwards. You just You know, you start with a clean slate and you start adding things back in. I have found you have better control, just as you said, of figuring out what caused a reaction in the child. It can be a little confusing at first, but all the moms get it. They become professionals. You know, I I typically about two to three weeks in, the First two weeks, I'm getting panic emails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> third, third weekend, I'm getting okay. I've got my rhythm. I completely understand what I'm doing now. You know, I, I I get it. We're we're on a we're on a pattern here, and you know, my child that would only eat chicken nuggets two weeks ago is now requesting. Um, you know pork chops and broccoli for, for, for dinner. So, um, yeah, th- there is that, that, that process for sure.
1: Absolutely. Now, um, what kinds of changes do individuals commonly see and experience with the GAPS diet?
2: Yeah, well, everybody is different, but I'll tell you one of the major changes that you're going to see from the very beginning is the digestion starting to work well. Oftentimes I would have children that were so severely constipated, you know, it breaks your heart to, to to talk about this level of constipation, but children who wouldn't have a bowel movement for ten days and because they they their bowel movements became so enlarged and um and so rock solid it's a painful process so they, they they would even hold it in longer and so we would see people who would have children that have suffered from constipation i had one little guy that came out from orange county for 10 years he was mm-hmm. constipating and and he you know his um his bowel movements were oftentimes the size of very small grapefruits or very large lemons. And mm-hmm. um, within just a few weeks, for the first time in 10 years, this little, well, he was almost a teenager, this kid, which was so much fun to work with, he started to have regular bowel movements for the first mm-hmm. time. And they were, you know, there's something called the Bristol scale, And so we call it our poop chart because we talk a lot about poop when we're doing gaps because that's telling you how your gut is healing. Um, Mm -hmm. But he just had, you know, what we call perfect poop on the Bristol chart, you know, and Mm -hmm. his his mom was overjoyed. So I would say that is one of the first things that we see. Um, You know, there's challenges so the child, it's, it's challenging for the mom and the child in the beginning, you know, everybody's kind of typically in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to yes. lie. <laughs> um, but then what you start to see is that the mom and the child come together and then they are both um, benefiting, you know, from, from the healing of the brain. And so you start to see the child start to calm down, um, be a little bit more rational, um, mm-hmm. and Um, So I think that those are typically the first things for older people that do GAPS, because remember, this isn't just for children. um, One of the first things that we start to see after about a week is joint pain going away. So things Mm -hmm. like um, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, um, you know, they would say, i never realized how bad my knees hurt when I was going down the stairs until a week into the GAPS program. and, And now I don't have those. that that feeling in my knee anymore. So the joint pain will start to eliminate um, quite quickly as well.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, it is just really increasing everybody's quality of life, you know, in so many ways. And, you know, oh, health is gosh. so important to having a high quality of life. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I know over the years you've mentioned other diets such as the um, carbohydrate diet and the um, paleo diet. Uh, can you share okay. uh, a little bit more about what these are all about and when you might recommend them?
2: Sure. So the specific carbohydrate diet is also referred to as, all of these diets have um, acronyms. I guess everybody that does these diets love the acronyms. Mm -hmm. So the specific carbohydrate diet is called the SCD diet. Um, It doesn't eliminate dairy, nightshades, and eggs in the beginning where GAPS does, so it's a little bit different. But the SCD diet... Did come before the GAPS diet. Um, I think sometimes people think that the SCD diet can be a little bit easier because you're not eliminating dairy, nightshades, and eggs from the beginning. Um, but you know, I do because I'm a GAPS practitioner and it's worked so well. I just always do GAPS. Um, but the SCD diet is a wonderful, amazing diet. In fact, there's a doctor in Seattle, Seattle, and he um, is a pediatric doctor for, um, children with gastro, um, uh, intestinal issues. And he uses the SCD diet along with surgery, um, Mm -hmm. to help heal the gut. And so it is a, a gut healing diet. And I would just suggest to people to look at the differences in the two, you know, I can just speak from experience from working with thousands of people across the United States. I prefer gaps, um, because I believe that it it is better to eliminate dairy nightshades and eggs from the very beginning and then eventually add those things back in so that you really get a good understanding of how the body's reaction. And then now there's something called the autoimmune paleo diet. This is a really great diet. And the reason why autoimmune paleo diet is so wonderful is it's very user-friendly. Gaps Mm -hmm. can be very confusing. It doesn't have to be. Um, and if you work with a, a good practitioner, and just find one in your area, it's that simple. Um, we've all been trained on the same protocol. Some have more experience than others. Find one with a lot of experience, um, um, so it doesn't have to be confusing. But the 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 um, the AIP diet, the autoimmune paleo. There's that acronym again. It does mm-hmm. allow starchy vegetables, where gaps doesn't. Um, GAPS would argue that the gut can't heal fully when you allow the starchy vegetables. Autoimmune paleo adds the starchy vegetables in um, to keep that component of the carbohydrate in so that your um, your ketones don't go too low. And that's just getting a little technical that we don't really need to get into today. But it's a great protocol, um, the autoimmune paleo. And I would suggest working with somebody that can give you specifics. One of the things that I really try to have um, my clients understand, and anybody that I talk to about health, is that what's going to work for you is not always going to work for the person sitting next to you. We all have a bio individuality, and um, you know, for instance, I have a healed gut, but I can't. Eat raw dairy, so it or any dairy, even raw dairy, so i don 't do dairy because when I do, I can tell that my body is in a state of inflammation um, mm-hmm. I have 'm healthy, I eat a, you know a, a great um, variety of foods, but i don 't eat um, dairy because it doesn 't fit well with me. so find a mm-hmm. practitioner that's going to really get a really good history. Of you or your child, or what's going on, and then have them make, you know, an educated guess as to which diet would work for you. There's just little nuances with each of them—the SCD, the AIP, and the GAPS diet—that um, are going to be very specific to your needs.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. No, it's nice that there are choices and that it can be individualized um based on the person and, and their needs. And I think that's so important with any sort of treatment planning, um, that everything is individualized. So um it's just really nice. And I think the key piece is that you need a, a really qualified practitioner to help you navigate that process. Um but uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, when we come back I'm really excited to spend some time talking more about bona fide Provisions um, it's new to me and I can't wait to hear more about it and, um, but with that we'll be back in a few minutes
2: sounds great
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. At Therapeutic Approach to Growth, we offer comprehensive and holistic supports to individuals with developmental and acquired disabilities. Our programs include parent education and guidance, speech therapy, occupational therapy, educational and behavioral support, and counseling. We assume competence and believe in treating the entire family system. We offer both in-person and long-distance services. We support our clients in any environment, from home to school and beyond. Mention this show for a free consultation. To learn more, you can reach us at TagForGrowth.com. Therapeutic approach to growth. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Therapeutic Approach to Growth. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also reach Brooke Wagner via email to bwagner at tagforgrowth.com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. I'm host Rick Wagner here, and today I have with me clinical nutritionist, certified GAPS practitioner, and co founder of Bonafide Provisions, Sharon Brown. And uh, right before the break, I mentioned um, Bonafide Provisions, and I'm just so excited to learn more about it. And you know I've told you, Sharon, um, that I remembered the first time we met and you had recommended. Um, lots of things, and but one of the things you recommended was making bone broth from scratch, and um, that was just the one thing that I felt overwhelmed by and, and didn't follow through with. I have to admit, um, but <laughs> now I'm learning that um, you're supplying uh, bone broth to grocery stores, so I'm really excited to learn more about that and and how this process all got started for you. Thank you, Brooke. Well. Because
2: of moms just like yourself,
1: <laughs>
2: I as I said um, to you, I I would tell my clients that one of the things that they had to start making was bone broth. They could find you know a great sauerkraut on the market. They would be able to find um, a great yogurt that we could use on the market. There were many things that we could find um, while doing any really approach whether it just be, you know, hey, let's get you healthy in um, using a very modified version of one of these programs um, or one of the programs that we've mentioned. Um, but one of the things that I couldn't find on the market was uh, a bone broth and a, a true bone broth. And um, And when I would tell moms that they needed to make bone broth, I would get this glazed over stare of, what do I have to do with bones and how long do I have to cook them? And I, I'm sorry, but I just don't have the time and where can I buy it? And my answer was always, you can't. This is something that you have to make. And this became a need for my clients and they, they begged me to to make broth for them, and I would say I can't make broth for you. Um, I'm busy too, <laughs> and and so my my niece, she was also, a, and she's also a nutritionist, and she's a CrossFit trainer in Orange County. She was having the same issue, and so we both kind of got together and we said, "Hey, let's ask." Reb, Reb is my husband. Her uncle to make broth for our clients, and Reb had been a trained chef. had been in the restaurant business for years, um, and so we approached him and asked him if he would make bone broth for our clients. And he said, "No way, I'm I'm not." And and so we begged him, and so we started to do that, and we started to make bone broth and and sell them in um, in our offices. And it just exploded, and we couldn't keep the broth in stock. And then a couple of online retailers um, picked up our broth, and they started to sell it and ship it all across the United States. So the broth could and still can be shipped right to your doorstep. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's a real bone broth. We take the bones of grass-fed, grass-finished beef, pasture-raised chicken, we cook it for 24 to 48 hours, um, triple filtered water, Selena brand Celtic sea salt, organic, um, onions and organic garlic. It's cooled mm-hmm. before it ever goes into packaging, which is so important. Um, it's a BPA-free packaging, and then it's frozen, just the way our grandmothers used to make their broth—make it on the stove, put it in the freezer. Um, mm-hmm. And so we started this company, and um, and then about a year ago, we partnered up with um, uh, with a, a few partners in the food industry, and we now sell bone broth all across the nation, so you can find our bone broth bona fide provisions in Whole Foods markets. We'll be in Sprout mm-hmm. in June, and we also have a new cookbook that came out, which is really exciting. Um, Paleo uh, Page Street Publishing approached us about a year ago and asked us to come up with a healing bone broth cookbook. Um, there were bone broth uh, cookbooks coming out on the market, but they wanted one specifically written by a nutritionist. So, I wrote the book along with my husband and the help of my niece, and the book um, is going to be—it's on pre-sale right now on Amazon. And uh, it will be in Costco in uh, May. You'll be able to find the book in Costco. So there has been a lot that has happened, um, and the exciting thing for us with Bonafide Provisions and the cookbook is that we're just able to help um, more families to get this amazing—you know—we call it liquid gold—into um, mm-hmm. the hands of of more families and you know people across the United States that are that are trying to use this as a part of their, their protocol.
1: Oh, it's so amazing. And, you know, this seeing and hearing your success tells us a lot that people are really seeing a positive response to it. And I'd love to talk about, um, you know, why bone broth is so powerful and the types of changes uh, your clients commonly see. That's a great question,
2: Brooke. So the idea behind bone broth isn't a new idea. In fact, if you look at people all over the world have used uh, bone broth as a a staple in their diet. Um, And so basically the idea is you take the bones of the animal, only the bones, you simmer them for long periods of time and you add something in called apple cider vinegar, which we do. I think I Left that out in the ingredient list that I just shared with you, but you add something like an apple cider vinegar, and what the apple cider vinegar does is that it chelates, or it acts like a magnet, and it pulls all of the nutrients um, from the bones of the animal, so the amino acids, um, the protein, the collagen, and it dumps it into the broth. And the amino acids actually have a healing effect on the mucosal lining of. The gut. And that is the idea of the bone broth. That's how, um, we use it, at, you know, in our practice. That's how I used it to heal my son of his chronic sinus infections. Um, because of the idea that that the bone broth heals the mucosal lining of the gut, we recognize 85% of the immune system is in the gut. And as I said, when you do that, the body starts to respond and fall back into place. Um, so that's the idea behind bone broth and how it heals the body.
1: Okay. Now, and how often do you recommend that people enjoy it?
2: You know, everybody's different in your, if you're in a chronic state, you're going to be, uh, consuming a lot of bone broth. So for instance, I worked with a gal um, she came to me also from Orange County. She had advanced stages of Crohn's disease, was told that she had to have part of her colon removed. She came to me as a last-ditch effort. We put her on um, a, 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 the GAPS diet, lots and lots of bone broth. She was probably consuming well over 64 ounces of bone broth a day. Now, that is somebody who's in a chronic state. And by the way, a year later, she went back to the doctors, um, and they had told her that her Crohn's was in remission, and she had a beautiful colon. They did a colonoscopy, and it was, uh, you know, a, a colon of a, a of a young person, um, wow. and so she was able to heal herself um, using uh, many things along with bone broth, um, but so for her very chronic stake, other people. Um, you know, we suggest uh, for a maintenance dose, so six ounces a day. So um, While we're sitting here at work all day, we're drinking, you know, our cups of bone broth. Um, it's a wonderful thing to take um, as a snack um, to work, mm-hmm. you know, having some type of, um, you know, even a handful of nuts and, and bone broth is a great, you know, snack in the morning or, or afternoon
1: mm-hmm, okay, and you mentioned that you it's um, frozen, so um would they find you uh, bona fide provisions in the freezer section of the store? That's ex- yeah, that's exactly
2: where they're gonna find us um right in the freezer section. It was really important for us to um to not denature our product in any way, so it is never exposed to um, any type of heat pasteurization. It's not exposed to aseptic packaging. Um, it's just the way our grandparents used to do it, which is cook the broth in big batches and either put it in the refrigerator and it would last, you know, up to ten days, or freeze it. Um, and so that's that's what we've done. It's in the freezer section. Um, and if you can't find it, just ask your 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 um, grocer at Whole Foods. As I said, we are in all of the Whole Foods across the nation. Um, and then we'll be in Sprouts in June. Okay, wonderful. And, and, and I, don't, I also don't want to leave out our indie stores. So individual stores, mm, many mm-hmm. individual stores here in San Diego, Jimbo's. We love Jimbo's mm. They carry our broth. And if you go on our website, all you have to do, it's really simple. If you go on our web, website, Bonafide Provisions, um, all you have to do is click on the link that says find us, put in your zip code, and it'll show you all the stores within you know, a 10 to 15 mile
1: radius that carries our broth. Perfect, perfect. That's probably the easiest mm-hmm. thing um, for families, yeah. you know, across the country. And can it be ordered online? It absolutely can.
2: So there's um, a few links. If you go right on our website, a lot of moms like to just have it directly shipped to their door. Um, there's The links are directly on our website, and it's as easy as just clicking away and having it delivered to your doorstep.
1: Okay, Perfect. Perfect. Now I know you had mentioned you wanted to share a recipe with the listeners. Um, so I want to make sure I give you some time to share that. Um, and now would this recipe be something that they would use when they're preparing the, the bone broth or are there, is it, is it, cause how does it work with the bone broth? Are there multiple ways you can use it? I know you've mentioned just drinking it as is. Um, but then it sounds like there's lots of different ways you can also combine it with other things. Is that, is that the idea?
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, in a chronic state, um, you're you know you're consuming, as I said, a lot of, of bone broth. Mm-hmm. I what one of the questions that I always would receive from moms with younger children is, how do I sneak my bone broth into my children's diet? And um, and so that was really one of the the hearts behind our cookbook is that look here's a hundred recipes. Every recipe has bone broth in it. Um, and you're sneaking it into your child's uh meal program and they don't even know to, know that it's there. Now, hold on for your hats because the the um, the recipe I'm going to share with you really kind of sounds unconventional, but I promise you it's amazing. Um, we will this is going to be in the book and what I'll do is I'll I'll have our um, social media um, person also um, post this on our Instagram account as well as our Facebook account. Um, so we'll have her do that either today or tomorrow. We posted it in the past, but we'll, we'll include the whole recipe. And it's savory bone broth waffles. So hold on. Okay. <laughs> the, the idea is that, you know, you hear about chicken and waffles, and it's been a craze for many, many years, the idea behind chicken and waffles. And so my niece and I said, well, why don't we just remove the liquid out of the waffles? and add the bone broth in, you get to sneak the bone broth in. What child doesn't love waffles when they're kind of in the advanced stages of gaps? Um, They get the nutrient-dense bone broth in there, and we're going to make it paleo-friendly by using arrowroot or tapioca flour. Now, those are roots that, those are flours that you can use when you're into the full gaps, not in the beginning stages, Um, but we also use coconut flour. Um, So I can give you this specific recipe if you'd like me to um, Now, Brooke, or they can log on and follow us on Instagram on our Facebook, and then and then look at those. But the idea is that you take the waffles, um, you add in the bone broth, you substitute the liquid, and then you top it with a little bit of grade bean maple syrup and some cooked crispy bacon that's chopped up, um, and it's amazing. Your children will never even know that the bone broth is in there.
1: No, that sounds absolutely amazing. I, I think I would enjoy that <laughs> that recipe. I can't wait to get to your, your cookbook and check it out. And I want to make sure we just have a few minutes um, till we have to end here, but I want to make sure that we share the name of your cookbook. So let's sure. hear what that's, that's called.
2: It's called Healing Bone Broth Recipes.
1: Okay, perfect. And you mentioned that can be found in Costco in, in May and on in, in, in Amazon now. Is that correct?
2: Uh-huh, yes. And I also want to let you know that we are doing a contest for pre-orders. So um, if you go onto either our Instagram account, Bonafide Provisions, or our Facebook account, um, Bonafide Provisions, um, and you, you pre-order the book, you your name is entered into um, a prize that we're giving away and it's a year's supply of bone broth um, and the bone broth will be delivered to your doorstep so those are for all of our our pre-orders
1: wow that's amazing that's definitely worth <laughs> uh, pre-ordering for <laughs> oh, how exciting yes. um, yeah wonderful is, you know the book is really
2: affordable it's only 2199 which is Kind of makes it mm-hmm. a nice um, a reachable Brooks book for, for our friends who are on a budget.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And what is the, the website for Bonafide Provisions? Um, BonafideProvisions.com. Okay, that's easy enough. Um, wonderful. And are there any other books or resources you'd like to share with our listeners that might be good um, for them to learn more about the GAPS diet or um, just gluten-free in general or, you know, bone broth, anything that would be helpful? Yes, I would love to. So
2: Kate, Dr. Kate Can- Shanahan, she actually wrote um, one of the forewords in our cookbook. Dr. Kate Shanahan, she wrote a book called Deep Nutrition amazing book. I highly recommend it. Wheat Belly is also a wonderful book, Wheat Belly. And then for um, our friends who are a little bit uh, older, I always recommend Grain Brain. And Grain Brain is a great book to also give to grandparents who may not understand the why behind what you're doing with your child or yourself when you're doing, say, the gaps, the autoimmune paleo or... um, or the SCD diet. So those are some of my my top picks.
1: Okay, wonderful. I remember uh, when I... Uh, red uh, wheat belly. I really got a good understanding of why gluten um, can raise havoc in your system, and it made a lot of sense to me. So that was that was helpful. I know those kinds of resources can um, really increase the buy-in. So I'm glad you were able to mm-hmm. to share them. And um, thank you so much, Sharon, for being here today. I'm just so thrilled to learn more about all the amazing things you're doing and share that with our listeners. And um, with that, we're going to close. But we'll be back next Tuesday, 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time thank
0: you again for listening be sure to tune in to therapeutic approach to growth and join brooke wagner again every tuesday at 2 p.m eastern time and 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america health and wellness channel have a great week